0: our first inaugural podcast, broadcast to the planet Earth. This is really great. How are you feeling about it, Mama?
1: I'm really excited, Tim. Um, I've always wanted to do a podcast.
0: Well, here we go. This is our first one, and by the grace of um, our creator, the first of, of many. Anyway, so as you heard, I'm Tim.
1: And I'm Miss. And Tim and I, we've been married for over 30 years. I like to call him Daddy, and he likes to call me Mama. So if you hear that occasionally, it's because uh, we have kids, and we wanted them to be able to know who we were. And it's just kind of stuck over these last 30 years.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. So married for a a short 30-plus years, but serving God for even longer. I'd say we've had the blessing of really great pastors over the years, We've been men of integrity and sincerity with God's heart.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we've been, I would say, workers and leaders in our churches, not just people who come and go and don't accept any responsibility, don't get to know anyone. I'd say we've been uh, fully invested in our churches over, over the years. Would you say,
1: Mom? I'd agree.
0: Some years ago, we had what I would call a red pill moment in our walk with the Lord God. Miss, I think we found a really nice definition of red pill on the internet, didn't we? Um, Do you have that?
1: I have it right here. Red pill is used to refer to a process by which a person's perspective is dramatically transformed, introducing them to a new and typically disturbing understanding of the true nature of their situation.
0: Wow, that's a deep definition. Really deep. So, um, we are going to share our red pill moment with you. We're basically private people. I'd agree. But here we're going to open up just a little bit, I guess. A few months ago, my father died, and we miss him every day. He walked with God, serving as a really awesome husband to my mother, as an awesome father, an example to me and my siblings. He became a deacon in the Lord's Church and later became an elder and then a pastor of two churches and then a bishop, uh, a pastor of pastors, if you will. At his memorial service, I had the privilege of uh, saying a few words to the 500 or so people who were there to encourage us and pay their respects to my great father. Unbeknownst to me, my suite here recorded what I said. I think what I said explains what we hope to accomplish through Red Pill Torah. So we'd like to play that excerpt for you. So here we go. Let's roll tape. I remember a conversation that I had with my father some time ago. I was having a crisis of faith. Has anybody ever seen the Matrix movie? The Matrix? Yeah. So the way the Matrix works in that science fiction movie Um, Everybody is alive, but they're actually living in a dream world. Um, And uh, they're all given the option, or many of them are given the option, of finding out what the real world is. And uh, the problem is, if you find out what the real world is, you can't go back. You can't unknow what you you know. Well, that, that happened to me. I used to watch a lot of Christian television. And um, I was watching Christian TV and um, these ministers um, were talking about the high holy days, you know, uh, the, the days that we would get angry at the Jewish kids for getting off from school all that time. Well, I was teaching about the high holy days, uh, but um, scratched the surface and midway through, then came the axe. You know if you just send me um, 50 bucks for a bottle of holy water from a sink in Israel, then you know I'll send you a blessing. And that turned me off, but there was something about what he was saying that just grabbed me. And so I began to study, and I began to look for people um, who knew the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, My dad gave me an excellent, excellent, Basis in, in the Bible and in Scripture and in what it meant to to live home um, And I think he and the Lord wrote something else in his software because at that point where I was hearing those ministers talk It grabbed me so as I began to study my eyes began to open and I began to realize that I was living in a matrix I kid you not Let me give you an example um We love God. We love Him. We adore Him. We celebrate the day that His Son gave His life um, and rose again. And the way we celebrate it is by renaming it after a demon and by cooking an Easter ham to celebrate the resurrection of a Jewish Messiah. That's upside down, isn't it? Isn't it? And, and those high holy days. Those signs that are all around you. All those years I was upset with the Jewish kids for getting off from school all that time. Um, I had no idea that God had appointments for me set out in his word. And I missed them every year. And didn't know anything about him. Now, that, that's not my dad's fault. You know, I'm responsible for what I know and for what I do. So, I'm not bringing my dad at all, you know, but uh, as my eyes began to open, um, I figured I would find my way to some people who knew the difference between the Sabbath and Sunday, no offense intended, but I found my way to some people and I began to study and just learn what does the Word say, what does the Lord want me to do, and I was determined with my wife that whatever. If it means turning my life upside down, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I had a crisis in my faith. I wasn't sure what I believed. So what did I do? I went to see my dad, and I told my dad about the holy days and about watching TV and about some of the other standards of, of holiness and so forth, and how upside down it seemed like, just generally speaking, being a church boy, you know, in the church culture. Just how upside down it seemed that we had things. And then I told them about uh, going to a Yom to poor service. Uh, I remember going into the service with my wife. They had talits like this at the door. And I grabbed one and put it on. And my wife and I were so excited that we are in the place where the, the Lord said we should be, at the time he said we should be, here, doing what he said we should be doing. This is great. And we were so excited. So we came out she wanted to take my picture and everything in the Toledo. I'm like, Okay, so let me wrap this up. Anyway, uh, one of the rabbis that went on my study, and I, I see you here, Rabbi, it's really good to see you. Um, he came up to me a little while later and said, hey, by the way, Tim, I didn't want to embarrass you, but I saw you at the Yom Kippur service, and I just wanted you to know you had your Toledo on upside down. <laughs> the part with the uh, scripture on it goes around your neck. we laughed and, and, and so forth. And he said, hey, hang on, son. And he went into his room. And he came out with a, a, a bag with this cloth, made of this, this colored cloth. And he gave it to me. And he said, son, stay the course. Stay the course. What you're doing is right and we need it. And I want you to talk and tell me what you're learning because we need it. Last Passover, my dad opened up his home so that we could have a Seder in his home to celebrate uh, the the Lord's victory the way the Bible actually said we should remember it. You you might have seen in the video, my dad was at a Seder two, three years ago at the Messianic congregation. So all of these things that I'm telling you, It's nothing he didn't know. But here's what I want to tell you. He he gave me a mantle that day. When my dad told me, go, I'm with you. Do it. What you're saying is right. What you're doing is right. We do things upside down. And I need you to go out there. And I need you to do what you do. It's kind of what he said. And I I understood that he was giving me something then. I still don't know quite what it was. All I know is it's a mantle. It's something. And um, it's a burden on my heart to see God's people. We love them so much. We serve them so much. But we haven't been told. We watch these dudes on TV with airplanes and with cars more expensive than most of the members' homes. And they're saying all these things about God's law God being done away. There's no grace in the Bible. Um, uh, but Noah found grace in my son, Genesis. But there's no grace in the Old Testament. It, it's nuts. It's like living in an upside-down world. So I want to ask your prayers I'm just doing what my dad released me to do. So the reason I wore this mantle is because my dad gave it to me. It's because my dad gave it to me. So we celebrated my father's life. In a large Reformed Jewish temple. One of the rabbis stopped by and was surprised that such a sad occasion could be so joyful. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13 reads, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him? We are so grateful for that blessed hope. Amen, Mama? Amen. The service was a really emotional time for all of us. Regarding what I said about TV ministers with airplanes and expensive cars, I'd kind of like to clarify that. I don't think that having planes and nice cars are a problem, per se. Rather, I wanted to expose the credibility that we assign to the people who have those things. A mega church, a mega budget, big TV ministry, those things don't necessarily mean that the minister is or is not accurate in their message. We say there's safety in numbers, but the way is narrow and straight and not heavily traveled. Now that's Bible. We should all be more like the Bereans in the book of Acts. Chapter 17, this is the way the Bible describes them. The Bereans were more noble than the believers in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with an open mind and searched the scriptures daily to see if what they heard was true. Now that's what we should be doing. I also mentioned one example of being in the dream world, calling Passover and firstfruits by the name of Easter, which is an evil spirit at best just Google it and look up the images and I also mention eating ham to celebrate the Jewish Messiah there are a lot of other examples though
1: I know um, how about this one like when Jesus said in Matthew 12 verse 40 that he would be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights just like Jonah was in the belly of the well for three days and three nights but we insist that Jesus dying on Good Friday and rising on early Sunday morning fulfills this prophecy. You can't get three days and three nights between Friday and Sunday.
0: Hang on a minute. Let me try it here. Okay, so we've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are three days, right?
1: Not three days and three nights.
0: Oh, so he's got to be in the belly of the earth for all three of those days. Yes. So that would have him rising after Sunday and I guess... The math doesn't work. Nope. Wow. Okay. You got me.
1: And how about this one? Some say that Jesus did away with the law when he died and rose again. But Jesus himself said in Matthew five seventeen through 18, that he did not come to destroy the law, mm. but to fulfill it, bring it to its full meaning, help us to know how to live, live it the way God wanted us to live it. And that heaven and earth could not pass away until everything from the law is brought to its full meaning. As far as I know, heaven and earth has not passed away yet. So oh, that's the law thing. is still in effect as far as I can tell. Mm. But we can talk more about that later.
0: Well, you make some really good points, Mama. You know, for me, these examples really beg to question, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and if some of your beliefs are not in line with God's instructions? Would you change, or would you take the blue pill? You know, go to church, don't rock the boat, you know, watch Christian TV, um, and just pretend that three days and three nights really is workable between Friday and Sunday. What would you do? Only you can answer that question.
1: Well, that um Since we've already red-pilled everyone, let's talk about Torah.
0: Oh, great idea, Mama. Thanks for mentioning Torah. Let's pick up with Torah, what it means for you, and why you should care in our next podcast. Thanks for spending 15 minutes with us. We're signing out from Red Pill Torah, where you you can handle handle the truth. truth.